<laughs> Welcome, everybody, to We're Not Really Backpackers. Mm-hmm. I'm Janie. I'm Susie. Welcome. Hello. <laughs> to another episode. We coming to you not live from lockdown round two again. <laughs> Still, here we are. So, should we have uh, our weekly update of Corona news? I, don't know. I got tested. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was just about to be like, eh, nothing's really happened. You had a full on Corona scare last I had week, full and on I blocked it scare, out. And my mom still hasn't followed up on it. I'm just gonna like wait until she remembers to message it. No, bless her. She's actually. She's probably just like, oh, I don't wanna. She probably knows that you're fine. Yeah. Yeah, she she's because like you, she would have told me by now if I had because you it. weren't like you didn't have a ton of the typical symptoms, but we've been yeah. advised to get tested regardless, even if your symptoms are mild. So yeah, yeah, it was so weird. I just I just remember being in the office and just thinking I do not feel right, mm-hmm. and I'm so rarely ill. I I don't know why. Like you know, I can get the common cold. Um, but I'm just, just so rarely like not well. And a bitch. Yeah, and I think I look after myself, and you I've do. got a good immune system, and I, I just couldn't focus on anything. You know, and you feel like you're not quite on the same planet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not you. <laughs> I have, yeah, that feeling I'm familiar with. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just remember sitting there, and it's so weird the thoughts that go through your head because you're like, I'm fine. No, I'm fine. I'm, I don't have corona. Oh. I know I definitely don't have... What if you do? What? No. I just feel a bit dizzy. No, I actually feel completely fine. No, I don't. <laughs> I have corona. <laughs> I completely get that. I convinced myself. Do you remember there was like three weeks during the first lockdown that every day I would come into your room and be like, yeah. Susie, I think my glands are swollen. <laughs> I think, I think things are tasting weird. <laughs> I did just brush my teeth, but what is it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I actually was... The worst thing I was afraid of was not having the actual illness. It was getting the test. Yeah. How stupid is that? Just because... It's not stupid. It's... Well, I... We've heard some pretty rough things and seen... Everyone's yeah. seen videos now at some point of people getting tested and being like... <gasps> and like, yeah. you know, it being really painful and uncomfortable. Well, I, I think back in the day, mm. years ago when this first came out, um, they had like a really long thing that they... Like a like an extended yeah. chip that they would then shove up your nostrils and down the back of your throat almost. Yeah. So it'd have to go up and then down. But yeah. and I was thinking that's what it was gonna be like, but literally they just I just had to tilt my head back. They put one in my throat mm-hmm. and then one up each nostril. <laughs> and do you know what? Our friend actually, he's had two tests now, bless him. And he said it's almost like your brain's being tickled. Mm-hmm. And that is actually quite a good way to describe the nostril one. But the worst one was the throat one because it made my gag reflex go. So I was there. Oh, and I was like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> you know, yeah. I would like to think I'd be fine, but who knows? Yeah. You know, because sometimes when you're brushing, like, I feel like it's fine. <laughs> I don't know how I want to go down this road, but whatever. You know what? I've decided. We sh- I'm just going to try to not censor myself, and then if there's anything that I'm really uncomfortable with, we'll just cut it out. Yeah, that's why your power of editing is great. I know, but I've just been, like, stopping Holding myself from saying up. things, because... I kind of feel like... I've mean, got you... nothing to lose, really. Well... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I wouldn't be as worried about my gag reflex because normally I can manage that pretty well. But then sometimes when I'm brushing my teeth, I'm like, but I'm like, how does that not happen when I'm giving head and I I have like a, you know. Yeah, I totally get what you mean, but I I fully can't hold a towel in my mouth. Wait, say that again? I know that sounds... Hold... What? Okay, so you know when you're like doing a million things at once and you're trying to... Say, so you put something, you're holding things and then you don't have enough hands. So you so put something in your mouth yeah. to hold whilst you're doing other things. I've done that with a towel before. Like a, like a like bath like a, towel? Like a, like a bath towel. Okay. And, and my gag reflex goes. <laughs> 
it's the weirdest thing ever. And I've met other people who have the same thing. What? Yeah, I don't know what it is. I'm sh- I, I'm so- I'd be so intrigued if someone's listening to this and messages us and be like, I have the same thing. It's that is the most bizarre. So specific. Yeah. If you two have that, I don't even yeah. know how to qualify that. Yeah. But yeah, if that's something that you can relate to, please tell us. Yeah. Because um, I have no fucking idea. <laughs> Yeah, and all, all these weird, <clears throat> all these just weird, uh, like, thoughts go through your head where you're like, fuck, what would I actually do if I have corona? Oh. And and it just, I think it's become such, like, a, you have this kind of arrogance when you're, go, when you're going through this because everyone else, not everyone else, but a lot of people are getting it, but in the back of your head, you think, oh, but it'll never happen to me. Okay, you think that. I yeah. have been convinced since day one that I'm going to get it. Yeah, that's so interesting. I, I It's the same with, like, like for example, diseases. And I'm not saying that it won't ever happen to me, but yeah. I don't know why. It's just... I've I, convinced myself three different times in my life that I have HIV. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember you saying like, that. Like, I am, I am totally... Hypochondriac. Yeah, yeah. For sure. And the internet is a terrible, dark place, which is why yeah. any sort of... I've learned over time, like, especially with anything like STD related or whatever, mm-hmm. if there, if I ever have any sort of like anxiety thought come up around that, like I'm super safe and you know, all that. And mm. when pff, I was dating, I was, I, you know, get tested regularly because yeah. otherwise you, I would just drive myself crazy being yeah. like, like, God, so many of my friends have received really late night texts from me with like, <laughs> links to articles and things being oh like I think God. I think that this is happening to me yeah. and the only the only way to dispel that mm. is to just find out for sure yeah and to move through that fucking fear because you there's I know that a lot of people because they've done like research and stuff where people are avoidant of getting testing done because they're afraid even with coronavirus we have one of our fucking I'm whispering now because I think he's right but one of our roommates told us that a month after he got here, that he was sick when he moved in. This was in the middle of the pandemic. Obviously, yeah. it's been like a couple of months. That he was sick when he moved in, but he was afraid to say anything. Mm. And he was afraid to get tested because he would rather not know. Yeah. Yeah, that's so like, pretty selfish. But that's, it's a very common mindset of just avoidance. Why do we bury our heads in the sand? I mean, like, I bury my head in the sand about a lot of things. Me too. But one thing I've tried to do as I've gotten older is when it comes to medical stuff, mm. just fucking bite the bullet and go do it. Yeah. Because otherwise I will stay up until the middle of the night convincing myself that I have yeah. an autoimmune disease. It's so weird that the thought of it, us having bad news is almost scarier than... knowing you have it and dealing with it because you put yourself through it multiple times then Mm. because your your response your emotional response and your physiological response is the same if you have a thought and you convince yourself of something and that anxiety it feels the exact same so it's not Mm. solving anything and it feels like a productive kind of anxiety because you're focusing on it but it's not solving anything and you end up putting yourself through it and your cortisol levels Mm. and all this shit multiple times yeah. Like, I also, any relationship that I've ever had, I've convinced myself. I've gone, I feel like I've gone through my breakups before they've even happened because I've, like, convinced myself before that the person that I was with didn't actually want to be with me. Yeah. Or, like, of something horrible, you know? Well, yeah, I think that's, I think as women, we tend to do that more than men. We kind of make mm-hmm. things I mean, not that they're not there a lot of the time, but I think we are wired to protect and we're wired to see things before they even happen so that we can protect whomever it is, whether it's the relationship ourselves or our family. Mm. And and when it comes to relationships, yeah, we just worry and we are the first ones to think, oh, I've done something wrong or it's me or, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I I know for myself with relationship patterns, it's my own conditioning of being mm. like, there's no way. And it comes back to my own 
shit of worthiness and like yeah. feeling like it's feeling yeah. like you're not enough or yeah sure yeah I, the same with me I think it's so weird like I knew when I was going into relationships that it's so weird I knew deep down <laughs> there was always something telling me this isn't gonna last but I just wanted to prove whatever that voice was wrong mm-hmm. I thought I'm gonna be the one to save this person or like make them better or you know um like I'm gonna be the one that changed their life for the better and it's so (sighs) crazy to think that and then when stuff goes wrong I'd be like what did I do and it's like (laughs) you didn't you didn't do anything you're just not right for this fucking person well and also like I think it's Oprah that said that famous quote of believe people when they tell you who they are and I have, I will look back on conversations that I've had where someone is literally telling me, I'm an asshole. I have like, these are my issues. I'm not ready for this. I have this mm. issue, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, la, 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 mm. like earmuffs. Mm. It's fine. Nope. And then when those things do become issues, I'm somehow flabbergasted yeah. <laughs> and shocked. But it's like, no, this person told me from the beginning who mm. they were mm. and what the issues might be yeah I think I like for me as well I I will hold on to the good oh yeah I will just everything is covered with rose tinted glasses I will just and look this is actually a quality of mine that I am so proud of in that like and I've been told that I see the good in things which can can be good but it can be (laughs) it can't it can be in your detriment as well because I would just latch on to good memories and good feelings and sharing this laughter and sharing moments that I thought were indestructible and then that the other person would remember it as well and always feel that feeling. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing you know, you're getting a Facebook message saying it's over. <laughs> Bitch, do we, we can't. <laughs> oh my God, every single time, fucking Facebook messages. Okay, well. There's I a s- running theme in my, my love life. I see you a Facebook message and I raise you an email. Oh. Very true. But yeah. Sorry, I just took a massive gulp of this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is that is true. There is probably No, um, it's it's I'd say there's probably one of the worst ways to get dumped is by email. <laughs> keeps listening now, so <laughs> next to walking in on them having sex with someone. It's but you know it's not as bad as remember that Sex in the City episode where a burger breaks up with Carrie on a post-it note? I don't think I saw that episode. Oh my god, it's one of the later seasons. I yeah, think. no, I wasn't. I was never like a massive fan of Sex in the City. I do like it. It like, doesn't if it's hold on, up, really. If it's on, I'll watch it, but yeah. I never really followed it. There's, <laughs> yeah, there's definitely issues, mm. but I think, yeah. Do you know? It's just so funny. Like recently, I've been doing some. I've been getting back into my personal development and like reading a few things and watching articles and all this and like there's this amazing woman called marissa peer and i'm just obsessed with her she's been she's basically been named britain's best therapist you know in all these magazines or whatever but she talks a lot about like worthiness Mm -hmm. and everything basically comes back down to the feeling of not feeling being enough in anything you know Mm -hmm. i'm not Smart enough, tall enough, pretty enough, skinny enough, curvy enough, funny enough, whatever it is, creative enough. And like we niche into different things, but it all comes back to the same. Yeah. And I think that now I'm in like a loving relationship where I'm being loved. It, it's, it's a reciprocal thing. And it's not just a whimsical, lustful mm-hmm. um, exchange. I realize that I just thought that I wasn't worth more than the people that I was going with yeah and that I was so it's the cliche thing I I was attracted to you know the bad boy or (laughs) or the I don't know the cool guy or whatever and it was almost like a challenge for me so I'd be like I like this guy I'm just gonna see if I can do it Mm. and then I would and I'd be like (laughs) I did it. And then the next thing I'm crying in my car, 200 miles down to my parents' house. And then I scrape the car on the freaking wall outside their house, don't I? 
I managed the whole way down, just sobbing, driving through tears. And then I get there and I scrape the car on the wall outside their, their house. It's brilliant. <laughs> so what did we learn? Don't cry and drive. Don't cry and drive, people. But you can take drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Anything to get through the pain as long as you're not operating heavy machinery. Motor vehicle. Yeah, I... Um, I mean, I think we've all done that, where you kind of cling mm. to the to the good parts, or you willfully ignore mm. things that, intuitively, you know are going to be an issue for you. Like I have done that so many times, but I yeah, there is something like you were saying about being in a reciprocal relationship with someone that you connect with, and how because mm. we both have very similar dating histories. Mm. I guess we're going to talk about dating today. Yeah, let's talk about dating. <laughs> Fuck. Okay, here we go. Um, Dating and depression. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. So usually we have a one drink max for these episodes, but maybe we should do more. Maybe we should just do ten. Okay, wow. Um, I'm feeling it. (laughs) This is fucking great. Um, Yeah, being... We both have very similar dating histories, which is Mm. that we haven't really... Like, I have a lot of, I don't know, I've only had a couple of, like, oh, I feel like I've got a a lot of, like, three-monthers. Exactly. I'm, like, a two-monther. Yeah. Three is generous. Yeah. Where you get get to that point where it's around two to three weeks, and then it's, like, now what? And then it's, like, uh, nope. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah. And what I have found, too, is, like, I've, before, especially before I left um, to come traveling there was I was well I actually was not dating and I was totally celibate for like 18 months Mm. which um Mm. but yeah I before that I was um dating I remember I dated this guy for like I don't know it must have been three months ish maybe and I didn't even like him like this Mm. is how this is to kind of put into context of where I was at in my life. Like I wasn't happy really with my work. I wasn't really happy with any of my other living situation shit. And I was just, it was, I was just looking for something. Companionship. Yeah. To like make it feel better. And this was like, but it, it wasn't really, but it was somewhat better than what I was doing. So I was like, Ugh, I might as well, yeah. which is such a fucked mindset. I have found that I like, not, I guess it's a mindset that I've actively been trying to not be in when I'm making decisions, especially about dating and partners, mm-hmm. because that can be, it's something that I've defaulted to a lot. I'd be like, eh, I'm not talking to anybody else. There's no one else that I'm interested in. Oh, you know, they're here. I might as well. And I know that that's not the caliber of person. I don't want to, that's like the definition of settling. Mm-hmm. And I'm, that doesn't mean to say that that person that I'm talking about isn't great in their own right and you know they're not an inherently bad or worse person than I am they're just not the person for me that even casually should be someone that Mm -hmm. I spend my time with if the thought the best thought I have is I might as well Mm -hmm. that's not doing justice for either of us yeah I mean like there is that stance where you know why are you wasting yours and his time Mm -hmm. however I am also like a big believer in like not being too hard on yourself and reading into the situation from a different angle as well. Cause it's not to say that that, that angle isn't there, but also don't forget that you're unhappy in your job. You're unhappy in your living situation. You're unhappy in general. Like loneliness to, is just not the cherry on top of the cake that you want to be putting no. there. And I think like, like you're going through a hard time it makes it easy and it softens it if you're if you do have another person and like I get it I get it like now you can see that like you shouldn't have been with this person but I can see why I can see why you settled totally but also if we think about it in this context who what are the kind of people that you're going to be bringing into your life Mm. if every aspect of what you're doing you're unhappy with yeah that's the vibe, like, if we're getting woo-woo about it, which I yeah. fully believe in, that's the vibration oh, that you're running with. Oh, well, and it's something that I've thought about recently, too, when in terms of dating, it's like, am I the, would I want to date me? Like, mm. with where I'm at, with my job, where I'm living, with all these different things, like, mm. am I a partner that someone 
would I want to date this version of me? Mm-hmm. So I, it's not, I, it doesn't surprise me now looking back, you know, three years later that I was in an entanglement yeah. with someone who was not right for me in any fucking way, but mm-hmm. I just did it anyway. Like Suze, I think I've told you this before, but if this doesn't, okay. When he would eat, it made me physically oh. repulsed. Oh my god, no. He didn't do anything like Ugh. extreme, but just being okay. okay. We so he lived in like a fucking god, the red flags. I mean <laughs> he lived in like a basement studio apartment. Hmm. Which isn't inherently bad in and of itself, but this place was fucking disgusting. Oh. It had like a half bathroom, which it's just, and everything was just grimy, dirty, like, and he was really into fermenting his own food. And so there was just like jars of like kombucha and fermented, like he ate a lot of like lentils. There was not a lot of fresh green produce. Yeah, Everything was really heavy and really, so he was like, I'm going to make you breakfast or something. And it was like, it was like chickpeas and lentils and beans and like you sausage. Hate beans. I know. And it was all legumes. <laughs> and, I'm like, and everything Weird. tasted the same because he was using the same stuff and he had like one pan and everything oh, was just grossy. gross. Everything was gross. And I just was oh, like, yeah, this is fine. Grossison. And then because he didn't have like a room, so we would just eat on his bed. Which just no, no, you don't eat in bed. <sighs> beans, I couldn't. Disgusting. I like, and then we I mean, got I love beans, but we got takeout. Even. even we got fucking Thai food takeout. You know that's my favorite food of all time. Yeah. I couldn't eat it because yeah. he was sitting next to me eating, and I was like, I can't even look at you. Like it, I felt nauseous. Yeah. So then I continued yeah. to see him for another two months. Yeah. I know. Why, why do we do these things to ourselves? I bought but, him a fucking Christmas gift. I didn't even like it. <laughs> but then I gave it to my dad. It's because we're conditioned to be nice and friendly. and. But also, what? I was not listening to myself. Like, yeah. I knew. My body was trying to tell me, like, this yeah. is not someone that you're attracted to. You're yeah. actually repulsed by them. Which yeah. is, doesn't mean he's a bad person, yeah. but, like, just truly not the person that I should be spending time with. And I was just like, put blinders on and didn't care because I wasn't listening to myself. There's always a lid to every pot, innit? Yeah. Do you know, I had a similar experience. Now, he didn't, um, <clears throat> he didn't, he didn't gross you? me out. No, he didn't. He's actually a good friend of mine. And we started dating a little bit because we got drunk at a staff party <laughs> and he said, we should go on a date. And I was like, well, you never asked me before. And then, anyway, we ended up going out, and it was in the summer, and actually, we had some great times. Like, I'll never take them back. I don't regret them. But it was just so hard, because I think with each day that went by, it became more apparent to me that I just... Like, we're just not compatible in that way. And so I ended it, and it was really, really cool, because... I think it was maybe like a month after or something, him and our other good friend in our friendship group started dating. Cute. And everyone was just like, how did this not happen sooner? Oh, they're like perfect. Oh my God, they're perfect for each other. And they're still going out. So this is over a year now. And they go traveling together and they're like, they're our friends from, uh, from my hometown. And they're just so sweet. And that's just, like, I'm just so happy to see that because every day I knew in my soul we weren't supposed to be. But I was doing it because there's that age-old thing of, you never know, it could grow into love. And how do you know if you don't give it a try? And blah, blah, blah. At least give it a chance, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, no, you know you know if you don't like a person, if you don't, and fuck me, I get so, I used to get so annoyed when people were just constantly saying to me, you're too picky, because I was, such bullshit, I was very, I had a very similar experience to you, I had, was, I didn't sleep with anyone, I'd say for a good, 
at least 18 months, if, yeah. if not up to two years plus. Yeah. After I broke up with my first and only ever boyfriend I'd had, I'd had before Jack. Mm. And this guy was amazing. So we were... You were in high school, right? We were in high school, yeah. So we would start dating from 16 to 19. Yeah. So, you know, it's a good amount of time, like, especially when you're that young. And this guy is great. And my sister and him really got on so well. He was yeah. kind of like a bigger brother to her. And he's he's vivacious and talented and funny. And everyone loved him. Like, he was just such a good egg. He is such a good egg. And... It baffles me that I went through everything that I did after him having received the love and the respect that he gave me mm. and what set me off in life. And he really set the bar for mm. me. So I think everything I experienced after I broke up with him or we broke up is it was just because I'd never experienced anything else before. So I had to know what it was like even though I knew it wasn't right and I knew that this is how people in relationships are supposed to treat you and how they should they're treating you with respect and you know I we had complete trust mm -hmm. like I never once thought it never even crossed my mind that he'd cheat on me mm -hmm. and vice versa really yeah. and yeah and now mm -hmm. I feel like I found that again mm -hmm. but with a different person and it's it's different like well, obviously course, the two men are very different yeah. and I'm different but it just it's just so amazing to me that, you know, our human psyche and our human behavior and what we're conditioned, we are, yeah, we just settle and we we, we go for things that we know aren't good for us. But yeah. at the end of the day, it always came down to, to me, like, I felt like I wasn't really good enough, even though I'd experienced what it was like to be treated as I should be and yeah. that I was good enough. But I think it just goes to show that, like, that's such... It's an inside job, you know? So that's such a cliche, mm -hmm. but it doesn't... Of course, that should be the standard. Of course, that should be the way that you're treated by people in your life, regardless of what the context of your relationship is. Mm -hmm. It should be with the utmost respect and care. And that's unfortunately not the case most of the time. But even when it is, that goes to show that that doesn't mean that, okay, you're done. Like, you've, you've found a partner that treats you with respect and care and love. Great. Perfect, like the rest of your yeah. problems are gone. Absolutely fucking not. No. Because finding that is a hundred percent our responsibility as individuals. Mm. And it's amazing to have it reflected back to you and to be able to then share that with someone else and be mm. that person for someone else too. Because mm. it's when it and, and have it be acknowledged and be, you know, yeah, reciprocated. Yeah. But it doesn't mean it's not to say that like oh, I can't believe that you struggled with feeling worthy in relationships mm -hmm. because you had one good boyfriend. Yeah, that's true. Very true. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, look, who's to say what the future holds? Like, I have no freaking clue. But Bitch, I do know I that... Oof. Yeah, I do know that... I don't know, I feel like I've just come back full circle. I, I do kind of feel like life is like that in general. Yeah. <clears throat> I kind of... I don't know, I don't know if I've ever described this to you, but I have this theory that life is basically like a cone, right? So imagine a cone. What kind of cone? An ice cream cone. <laughs> <laughs> just go on. upside down. Pine. Uh, a pine. Or construction. We'll go ice cream. We'll go ice cream. So an ice cream cone turned upside down minus the ice cream, minus the fun part, okay? <laughs> so basically, like, on each side of this cone is basically, like, imagine a line being drawn from the base to the very top along each side. Okay. And each side is basically a, a major lesson in life. <clears throat> and my feeling is, is that you go round the cone, and the older you get, the higher you go up the cone. Mm -hmm. But we're basically just going round in circles to yes. learn the exact same lessons over and over again, just in a slightly different level. Yeah, it's like you you graduate from one level, so then you get... Uh, so like then you, you go get... to the next one, yeah. and until you fully... Get it. Get yeah. it. Like, you're... Yeah. You're, you're just, just kind of repeating going. the same lessons until something changes. I completely think that that's true because that's the same why people you get stuck in a pattern where it's like why do I keep having the same relationship experiences over and over again yeah well are you doing anything differently I say to myself mm. myself says probably not 
Yeah. Well, definition of insanity is doing the same thing. I know. I'm fucking nuts. (laughs) (laughs) No. Just kidding. But I like I I totally get you. I would just waste so much time. Mm. um but because... I, and that's the thing I don't regret a single bit of it because like I had a great time and I had lots of heartbreak not lots but I had my fair share yeah and <clears throat> I god it sounds so cliche but I just learned so much from it and yeah, I just feel really like way more at peace with myself now yeah I just feel like do you know what fucking did it and I still have so much to go and I've been so brave at times and I've been such a coward at times but I wouldn't take any of it back and I think it's I think life is great but I'm just at the moment struggling to see that there's a lot of aspects of my most recent relationship that I want Mm. in future ones yeah yeah, of course. Yeah. That's the that's the beauty of it. You can take the good things along with you and be like, right, that's what I'm looking for next time. I think it's so important to know what you want, obviously, but also know what you don't want because you've experienced what you don't want as well. And now you can be like, right, I really enjoyed that. I love that. And I know I deserve that. And I know it's possible to have that. The biggest thing I think was actually being with someone who gave a shit about me, which like mm. the bar is so low, but so low. but he really fucking cared. Yeah. In a lot of ways. Like yeah. in a pretty negative way. Yeah. And that's beautiful. Demonstrated that's beautiful. a lot of love and care and attention, which mm. was delightful. Mm. Yeah. And I I think the difference with him was that he gets women. Like from what yeah. you've described, that like he understands women on a different level than a lot of men well yeah and that is rare like that's quite a rare quality to to experience with someone so and I think especially for you like you are you know you're a feminist like we both are and we're all for equality and treating people with respect intersectional feminist as well and being with someone you don't have to explain what that means is Mm. like ugh it's such a fucking gift and it's such a turn on and I remember being like younger thinking like well I'm a feminist but I guess I don't need to be with someone who would consider themselves a a feminist or Mm. say that but as long as they agreed but they don't have to say it now Mm. I'm like no fuck that like you have to be I want to be with someone who's loud and proud about the way that they feel and think and what they want this world to look like because that's exactly how I see it too and I can't imagine having to that wouldn't be able to take a backseat yeah no no I would just love yeah fuck I mean like I don't think we've really me and Jack been together long enough for me to for us to really know the depths of this with each other but I know he's respectful and I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes in terms mm-hmm. of that. Cause I, I know a lot of the guys I dated, it's, you know, the typical sexist jokes that are just like, what? so boring. They're just so fucking boring. I cannot stand it. It's so boring. It makes my blood boil because yeah. it's like, you're just saying it. Like you actually mean what you're saying as well it's yeah, not you're it's not saying a joke. it in a joking way but you actually mean it otherwise you wouldn't say it and there's a huge difference like if you're just regurgitating something that you think you're supposed to say fill in the blank here really mm. easy sexist joke mm. and then you're going to turn on people and be aggressive and say oh you can't take a joke and then yeah, i was just joking god, god uh, and it's like are you actually six years old well, like, f- grow the fuck up because i'm not dealing with that anymore. it was if it was funny we would laugh. And let's be fucking real. Like, I just, women are so much more funny than men. I just am so sick of. <laughs> tragically heterosexual. Tragically heterosexual. <laughs> no, it'd be so interesting to be with a woman. <laughs> and my friends have often said to me, well, not, yeah, often, I'd say often. <laughs> Occasionally. I'd come back from traveling or something like so, did you uh, oh. get with a girl? I'm like, no. Why? I mean, not, not, not that it's a bad thing, but 
No, I haven't. Why? Oh, really? I just always expected you would. Bitch, same. It's so bizarre. And I look. Not I as much for my take offense to it. I'm just saying, like <laughs> I did when I was younger. It's made me. It's made me think, like, oh, am I a lesbian? Like, wait, am I straight? Or I'm totally confused now. What do I actually like? And then I thought about it, and I've tried to imagine myself with a woman, and I just, it just doesn't make me. Yeah. Sort of fluttery inside. Yeah, you don't get the twinge. I just don't get the, the coochie the twinge, twinge. The coochie twinge. No. <laughs> um. However, I think it'll be great fun. Just, I mean, and look, never say never. I don't know what's going to happen, but right no now, idea. I am not attracted in that way to women. However, I can appreciate a really beautiful woman. Yeah. And I can love a woman for her, but I just don't think I would sleep with a woman. Yeah. Even though they always say. <laughs> Don't knock it till you tried it. Yeah, I mean, again, we're very much on the same page in I terms just like of. The... <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! We cut that out. Fuck. Um, I again, we're very much on the same page of that being a theme in our lives of people being like, "Wait, aren't you like thinking that you're gay or assuming yeah. that you've had stuff with women?" And I maybe it's because we're both tall, tomboys. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. We're both tall tomboys, basically. Yeah, and don't you love it when people tell you that men are intimidated by you? Isn't that just, like, the greatest fucking thing ever? It's so annoying. And also, that doesn't have anything to do with me. Yeah. If you feel intimidated by me just being around, that has absolutely fucking nothing to do with me. It's none of your business. Sorry. It's none of my business. (laughs) It's, like, that person's problem. Yeah. And then, oh, I mean, I've told you this. There was one time when I was in New Orleans, um... I was there for Halloween with a bunch of my friends oh and my we, it's, it was so much fucking fun. Oh my God. I, we were supposed to go back this year cause it was going to be, we were like 2020, we're going to go back. Well, I'm not in the country and also pandemic time. So <laughs> we can't, but, um, there was a guy who was one of my friends that I was there with her brother and his friends were also there and they're a few years older than us. And there's a guy in her friend group who is just the smarmiest, like slimiest dude. He's very good looking and he's very rich, but like is just disgusting. And he has, he's been in a long-term relationship and they're like open, but maybe not, but he just fucks a bunch of people and like everyone kind of knows about it. And it's very weird. But anyway, he would like when he was drunk, he would hit on me sometimes because he was always drunk. And that was the only kinds of context that we ever knew each other. Um, but whatever, nothing happened. And then we were in New Orleans and it was when my friends and I, we were dressed up as Kiss. Oh yeah, yeah. And I was wearing... You were Slash, weren't you? No, no. That's Guns N' Roses. Fuck, I didn't mean Slash. Oh no. We were all just different members of Kiss. And I was wearing like over the knee thigh high black leather boots that had a heel on them. So I was probably like 6'3 or Mm. maybe even 6'4 this Mm. night because I'm already 6'1 and I was wearing heels. Um, and I looked fucking great. I was wearing a leotard and I was wearing these tights that Beyonce wears where they're like, they make your legs look like they're photoshopped. Anyway, <laughs> delightful. Um, but we're standing there at this bar. So I'm about the same height as this guy now. And he literally verbatim like looks over and he was like, um, I'm feeling a little emasculated because now we're the same height. So I need to tell you something to make you feel bad. Susie, I'm not fucking kidding. Those were his words. Like, he said all of the things. Oh my god! He literally had no that is, filter. No, that is like the Mine subconscious was, layer wow. that people usually because I've had men be like aggressive in that way towards me, where they try to neg you, you know, mm. where they are intentionally say things to try to make you feel bad, but like in yeah. a weirdly flirtatious way it's because demeaning. yeah, because the strategy behind that is if you make a woman feel insecure, then she'll want to sleep with you, mm. and that's like the pickup artist kind of incel game gross stuff. But he literally said it out loud. And I was like, I had just enough drinks in me to be like, fucking game on, bro. And I mean, maybe I should have just been like, fuck you, like, get away from me. But I was like, oh, really? You think you can? Fucking try me. Because I'm like, I there is nothing that you can say that I haven't already said to myself. And that you haven't, yeah. Overcome, like, and I know I look fucking great, so like... Bring it. Yeah. And he was like, uh, well, I'm probably better at basketball than you. And I was like, oh, um, 
Yeah, probably. I don't play basketball. What else you got? He's like, uh, I don't know. And he just said, I don't know anymore. It's been years. But he said a bunch of bullshit. But I was just like, I just countered it every time because I'm like, you can't. This is it. Like, this is what you're going to try. Like, you can't. You can't fucking. You can't break me. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. I was so annoyed. I was so fucking That is so interesting. It was wild because it actually put two words what we know happens and what we've both we've experienced it before but usually if you tried to call someone out on that they would gaslight you and turn around be like whoa that's not what I was doing oh I was just kidding or you're being too sensitive or da 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 but this guy actually said out loud what we all know to be true and I was like oh my god it must have been kind of like a light bulb moment Last week, I was having a really hard fucking week. Mm. I was really emotional. I was really upset and scared. And you're on your period. I was on PMSing. Because <laughs> <laughs> I started my period this week. And I was like, oh, yeah. But that's what I mean is like, there's days where I was like, I don't even want to get mm. out of bed. Yeah. I fucking hate this. I'm just yeah. like, I'm a disappointment. I'm a failure. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Is life even worth it? (laughs) And then two days later, I was like, I feel like a fucking boss ass bitch. And I was called (laughs) a goddess by multiple people in my life in the span of 24 hours. So I was like, well, that is a reflection of something that I'm doing. They're not just going to say that for no reason. So then why don't I just embody that? And then I feel fucking great. Probably in a week. Who knows? (laughs) But yeah, it's so it just perpetuates itself, doesn't it? That energy. It's like I was, I was saying to Janie today. I, I don't know. I think you just came in my room. You're like, are you okay? And I'm just like, oh, I feel like shit. Honestly, this is the first day, and I don't know if it's anything to do with lockdown, but I assume that I'm just kind of getting to the end of my tether with it because. I have felt absolutely fine about lockdown up until now. Like, look, it's annoying and I would love to go to the pub with my friend, with our friends. Yeah. And I would love to do all that. But at the same time, there's, I always think about the amount, the amount of money I've saved, which is brilliant. I wouldn't be anywhere near where I am now, even though it's not that much. But I think today I just kind of, I feel like I've been running through the whole thing with kind of you know those blinders that horses have yeah. where they're running I feel yeah. like I've had that just like tunnel vision just like working and doing this and hanging out with you and going to see Jack and it's all been great and I've had a great time and for some reason I just feel a bit sick of everything today and I can't put my finger on it and I don't know why I suddenly feel like this I think it's fine though honestly yeah. that's so that seems so fucking normal to me and mm. I think there's such a fallacy around a, even just having to explain away our feelings. Mm, we don't, yeah. are, they're not inherently logical. You don't need to put it into it an explanation or sentence to, explaining. No, yeah. it doesn't have to have a label and be put away in a cute little box. We love to do that. And yeah. it makes, there's some peace that comes with that. But I think part of that practice of radical acceptance is just full stop being like, I feel like shit today. Yeah. And you don't have to justify it or explain it to yourself or to anyone else. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, that's the thing, you know, there are so many people on this planet who are going through seriously rough times. Like, I am very well aware of that. I am not trying to say that I am. But does that feel helpful? Because I But it doesn't feel helpful to me. It doesn't it doesn't validate anything. Like it it doesn't make me feel better. I'm just feeling a bit shit and it's okay. And I'm just a bit angry at everything and I don't know why but I know give me a couple of days and I'll be fine I just kind of want to throw everything at the wall right now cool. <laughs> not you though <laughs> well good luck or this glass of whiskey no but... no how dare you <laughs> I would I would then be angry with you because <laughs> yeah. I spent time making oh, this no. for us this is I think this is one of your best yet actually. you say that every time and that's what I love Do about I. you is everything that I make you're like this is the best one and I'm like all right Rose tinted glasses. <laughs> Full circle. Fuck. Have you ever had it where you're just so annoyed and you're just so pissed off that something switches and you're not even angry anymore, but you you have zero fucks to give? Yeah. 
So you literally, literally, it's the best feeling in the world. I cannot describe, I can't put it into words how empowered I feel when I'm angry. Mm. And because it's not a sadness, Mm -hmm. it's not, it's not like, it's not like a vulnerability. It's a pure power strength. Nobody can fuck with me because I am already at such a level that like, and it's, it's so strange. Like I've, I've never actually been, no, I've been angry at other people and like screaming and shouting and an emotional, I'd say probably like two, three times in, in my your life. whole life. Wow. Yeah, because I I I don't feel like I was ever really allowed to be angry when I was younger. Yeah. So yeah, but that's another story. Um, <laughs> but um, because and then I that the the result of that is that I I repress. Is that the right yep. word? I repress all of it inside my body. So I still have it all in my body that I haven't let it totally. out. And I and I know that's something that I have to work on. But I was always made to feel shamed when I was angry. Yep. And so that feeling, I think, especially as an adult where you don't have anyone around you to say you can't feel that way, it's just magical. And I, I kind of wish I could learn how to incorporate that into my daily life and just have that feeling of like no fucks to give or, or having only a certain amount of fucks to give and mm-hmm. like not giving them away to the people that yep. used to take it from me. So, yeah, I just, I think that's going to be a really cool lesson to learn and, like, to integrate into my life. Just, like, not taking anyone's bullshit anymore. Yeah. And also being articulate enough that I can express how I'm feeling, but in a really good way. <laughs> I just can't wait to be, like, like... It's just practice. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's, I mean, yeah, we've all had that moment and then you... It, it ebbs and flows and then you have a moment where you're like I feel really angry but I don't also feel like I'm allowed to express it or I don't know how because we don't really get a lot of practice in expressing anger healthily in a way yeah. that serves us if you don't when you're little because most people I mean we come from we both come from societies where it's not okay really for us to be angry and yeah. the expressions that we do have are immediate and volatile and then it's like over and done you're not allowed to talk about it anymore mm. and that kind of like righteous anger and being able to expel it and explain how Mm. you're feeling and having it be okay and be held by someone and have it not Mm. be too much because that's what I've I've never really gotten angry at someone like in a relationship actually no that's not true (laughs) but (laughs) that was deserved but also Mm. yeah but that was a long time ago um but yeah having that it's definitely something that's come up like I don't because now I'm not very quick to anger I was when I was little I was Mm. a very very angry child yeah Yeah. um and then I think I similarly just kind of repressed it for a long time and so I've been trying to I don't really yeah I'm not super quick to be angry anymore but now when I am I really try to like honor that and let it exist and express it and trust that the people that I'm expressing it to aren't going to like disappear or tell me that that's not okay um Mm. so having the kinds of those kinds of relationships where you can explain like I'm fucking pissed off right now and I'm really angry yeah and that doesn't mean that I don't love you and care about Mm. you and want you in my life it's literally a conversation I've had before with people yeah I I'm actually so scared to have arguments in relationships and coming back to my first ever like boyfriend but the first only relationship I've had before Jack, I, it was interesting because we never really fought, we never really had a shout, like we never had a shouting match, I don't remember anyway, and I think we had just like little, little tiffs or whatever, but never arguments, and Mm -hmm. actually I think arguing in a relationship is a healthy thing, but now, like now I, I am so scared to bring anything up, really, because I have this fear that they'll leave. Yeah. Just, I guess, from past experience and stuff. But even though this is the first relationship I've had since my first one where it's actually, like, you know, has some kind of longevity to it, Mm -hmm. I just have this limiting belief that I cannot express myself because I will be labelled crazy I will be labelled a 
crazy woman, mm-hmm. um, being overreacting, too, too emotional, overreacting, yeah. stop being so sensitive, you know, all of this. And I, I, get, I don't know if where it comes from. I don't even know if it comes from my relationship history solely yeah. I think maybe it comes from some kind of conditioning when I was younger yeah from all these pe- different people telling me that I was too sensitive and oh my god <laughs> that is my that is my trigger mm-hmm. like it's the thing that people always told me and it Thank pisses you. me off tell you to get a thicker skin yeah grow a thicker skin blah blah, mm-hmm. blah. and I'm like I'm a fucking tough bitch you actually no one knows what I've been through recently not recently sorry in my life I mean totally in my life just like I don't know what anyone else has truly been through. Like, that's not something that we can ever judge about someone. Mm-hmm. So for people to tell me that I'm too sensitive, I'm just like, it It annoys me. So I can feel myself getting red now mm-hmm. as I'm talking about it. But yeah, I'm so sorry. I think I went off on a tangent, but it's just... Never apologize. Yeah. Like, I'm just done, Janie. Like, I'm just I don't know. I feel like the closer I get to 30, the just the less fucks I have to give. That's literally what Lady Gaga said in her documentary. Really? Is, yeah, it's like the <laughs> opening scene where she's like, I think this, the closer I get to 30, the like amount of fucks that I have to give about men is just zero. Yeah. And it's so true. And we've talked about this so many times before. Like, I am... Because your birthday is right around the corner. Yeah! It is. And mine will be following soon after. <laughs> and oh. yeah, I'm fucking stoked about it. And the less fucks that I give, the better. If I relate this to traveling, I remember being in situations where I didn't even want to do an activity because I was so self-conscious. And I don't think anyone on the outside would ever have guessed it yeah. from me because I people think are self-involved. We're very self-involved. No one, no one. No one's actually shit. thinking about you so much. No. And also I don't know. I think we're all re- actually really good at acting. Mm, like mm-hmm. we know how to cover things up, and I think anyone looking from the outside would be like, "Susie, like bubbly, vivacious, smiling." That's exactly happy. yeah. But I remember traveling and going to these experiences, and all I could think of was just the insecurity, and it was eating me from the inside out, really? and just like. I don't know of of everything like not even relating to just one thing it would be and again coming back to the I am not enough Marissa Pierce mm-hmm. lesson it's like I'm not tanned enough I'm not skinny enough mm-hmm. I'm not funny enough I'm not interesting enough I'm just like any other tourist I don't want to be seen as a tourist yes you know there's that totally. shame of being a tourist and it's yeah. like it's so living bizarre. in Bali for four months. That was something that I came up against a lot of really wanting to enjoy myself and this beautiful experience that I was I had created for yeah. myself, but also being afraid and insecure, self conscious, too self conscious to the point where I didn't want to post pictures. Yeah, for you know shame of my own body and where mm. I was at, but also I was like, oh, I don't want people to see. I don't want people to think. X, Y, or Z, whether it's I'm enjoying myself too much, whether I'm yeah. being lazy or I'm being um, disrespectful to the local culture, mm. all these things that I know aren't inherently true about me, but they were definitely obviously shadow parts that mm. I needed to confront and deal with. And I think as many things, traveling just kind of highlights and gives you a really cool opportunity to look at these things that come up for you to hopefully work through um, and embrace and bring into your life. Cause like, yeah, I mean, I recently talking about body stuff in pictures, like I recently did a, I won a photo shoot. um, And it's never something that I've done before. And so I did it and I did, it was like a boudoir shoot. So like lingerie Mm. and I just got my pictures back last week and I was at first, I mean, I was having a really hard week last week and mm. I looked at them and I hated them. And I felt so 
stupid for having done them. I felt like, why the fuck did I spend, you know, because I won it, but I also then had to pay money to get the pictures on a, you know, trap, Mm -hmm. marketing trap that I totally fell for. Um, You know, I spent too much money on this. What the fuck am I going to do with these? Who cares? I look, I look awful in them, da, da, da. And it took me, and I knew too, as soon as I got them and I had these thoughts, I was like, okay, I need to not look at these for a few days and just because I know I'm not feeling great about other things and I know I'm not in a great headspace. So instead of throwing the baby out with the bathwater, like let's take a pause and come back to this. And a few days later I looked at them again and I was like, fuck, I am so happy that I did this. Yeah. I love them. I think they're so cool. Oh, I'm so happy. Yeah. And it just like, and you know, if no one ever sees them or, very lucky people get to see them. <laughs> um, it's not, that's not why I did it. I just, I loved the fact that you did them in the first place. I know, I remember when you went to go and do the shoot. And I just think it's so empowering. And I think more mm-hmm. people should do it because why do you even need to have someone to share them with? You can have them for yourself. And that's so empowering. Yeah. And, and I remember when you came to show me the pictures and you were just you were feeling down that day and it's so funny because like obviously from my lens Mm -hmm. I could see like this amazing strong woman like the pictures are stunning thank you but I mean yeah it's the truth but then it I knew that because you had that lens on for yourself you were only focusing on the things that you didn't like you weren't seeing the whole picture and I'm so glad that you have gone back to look at them and you've changed your perspective to see what's really there, like mm-hmm. the beauty in them, because they are fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, it's such a cool thing to do. I remember, it kind of reminds me of my friend Darcy at home. We were working in this, like, big cocktail restaurant, like, bar thing. And she came in with a bunch of, like, a huge bunch of pink roses I was like, oh, Darcy, like, these flowers are fucking amazing. Where, like, who got them for you? And she's like, no, I bought them for myself. Yeah. And I remember, I think I posted something on Instagram, just being like, this is my friend Darcy. She didn't buy these, she didn't get given, she she wasn't given them by, how am I saying this in English? (laughs) She she wasn't, she wasn't. They were not given. They were not given to her by anyone, that's what I'm trying to say. She didn't buy them for anything other than herself to feel good and yeah. to give herself a gift. And I just think that's that's brilliant. That is genius. Yeah. I actually. used to do that when I lived alone because I learned that yeah. from my old roommate who yeah. was a few years older than me. And she would do that. She'd be like, I fucking want flowers. So I'm going to get flowers. And yeah. it was the first time that I ever was like, I can buy flowers for myself. Like, I know it's weird. You like put them in a box yeah, that you're not allowed to of touch. Of this, or like, whatever, nope, yeah. you haven't earned it yet because nobody loves you. And yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but when you love yourself, you get yourself flowers. And it's just yeah. nice to look at. And it, yeah, that's such a beautiful little thing that I loved. I did it a lot when I lived alone. Yeah, I remember doing it in the flat that I lived in in England by myself and just having these flowers to come back home to every day mm-hmm. was like amazing yeah well i guess we'll love you and leave you yeah it was a very interesting heartfelt fire-fueled conversation there's a lot happening we are in you know what we are in leo season which is your season oh my god we're in leo season and so that's why probably i mean are we already in leo season yeah because it's my friend's birthday today she's leo shout out happy birthday katie um, oh yeah, because I'm at the very end. Of yeah. The year, yeah. Oh my god. So maybe that's why the next couple of episodes are going to be a little um, intense. Totally fine. So, aka full permission to be a bitch. I love it. Yeah, I'm gonna be a bitch, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Um, follow us on Instagram. <laughs> Bless you. Well, Jamie's like, how do I calm her down? How do I end? <laughs> I have no, the only things I have to offer are food and wine, which we will be doing immediately after this. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much. Follow us on the gram. Send us an yes. email. Help. <laughs> Start a crowdfunding to help Janie live. Janie live and 
and and if you want to see the nude photos that I took, <laughs> send me money. Yes. Do you? Just kidding. Oh Don't my do god. That. No, please do. That'd be great. All right. Well, we'll figure it out. But anyway, <laughs> safe travels, everybody. Yeah. No. Honestly, to everyone listening, I love you very much, <laughs> and I am not normally like this, but I. Okay, well, safe travels, y'all. Okay, bye, safe travels.